0: Previously on the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. He's just not an Astro enthusiast. On an 11-game winning streak are the Houston Astros' Jeremy Pena. This young fella is a stud. He's your engine. He's your Mario Ellie. He's all of that. But he does not need the basketball. So essentially what he said is we need somebody other than Kyrie Irving. Do we really know Tom Brady? No, we don't. All three of those guys stood up for everybody.
1: These guys are linking up with guys that they like not Guys that they have good chemistry with. They're all three very talented players, but then one of them is a leader.
0: He didn't hang out with Dennis
1: Rodman. He broke the code by bringing up breaking the code. You know?
0: <laughs> y'all were cheating too. So were the Red Sox. We were not alone. We
1: believe in change and we're prepared for it with new techniques and new approaches. And as for our part, we feel that you're the best pieces of manpower available in this whole region.
2: Let it go out there today, baby. Three. Two,
1: one, and once all again, days. our mighty ship is back on course.
0: Welcome to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. Oh! Mama, there goes that man. You roll, know, Ladies and gentlemen, the star of our show welcome 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 to another edition of the sports talk with Devin way podcast so glad that you have joined us for yet another edition and i want to send a big shout out to all the people who are listening for the very first time we hope to become a part of your podcast menu in addition to that I want to send a big shout out to all of the people who listen to each and every episode who comment who call the sports line who hit us up on facebook all of that shout out to you guys and finally a Big shout out to all the people that think Roger's mom, Mabel, was the best television mom of all time. Think about it before you dismiss it and go Claire Huxtable, June Cleaver. I'm telling you, not even Florida Evans or Carol Brady. I'm talking about Roger's mom on what's happening. Mabel. Mabel was a great mom, and I'll have to elaborate on that at some point. But nonetheless, welcome to all of you. Thank you so much for joining us. And it's been a minute as we try to double dutch in and out of the NBA playoffs. They're going on every night. So after having a couple of Saturdays in the playoffs where there were no NBA playoff games, we have games every night. And as we speak, I am recording just prior to Game 4 of the Boston Celtics and the Miami Heat. Of course, the Heat are up two games to one. We'll get into some of that a little bit later on. But first, let me tell you a couple of things. How you can become interactive and be uh, enjoy the show on an enhanced, more involved level, Okay. First and foremost, we set up a sports line. You can call that sports line 24 hours a day and leave a message. That's 832-941-6614. 832-941-6614. So on the sports line, if you have a question, a comment, a take, an opinion on anything, a request, an interview request, any of those things... Hit us up on the sports line, 832-941-6614. Also, you can join us on the Facebook group, the Sports Talk with Devin Wade group and fan page. You can join the group and like the fan page. They're there every single day. I post poll questions so you can answer those and give me your feedback that way. So you can do that. You can also follow me on Twitter at Wade's Word, W-A-D-E-S-W-O-R-D. So those are all the ways that you can be more interactive and be a part of this community we are creating around the podcast. So let me tell you what we have coming up this time out. This time out, I had a conversation a few days ago with Daniel Ewing, former NBA player, former Duke Blue Devil, former international basketball player, of course, part of our special teams unit. He's one of the guys I defer to when it comes to the sport of basketball. Have a great conversation with him. It's a little bit, some of the information is a little dated, but it's such a worthwhile conversation, and I want you to check that one out. That's coming up. Also, we have some headlines. We also have a We the People segment, and addition to that I have a Lamont Award for the big dummy of the episode so we have all of that and a great conversation and we'll hear from our DJ DJ Anarchy all of that and more so let's get started with some headlines and headlines where to start where where do we start Let's start with the Houston Astros because the Astros had a huge weekend beating the Texas Rangers three out of four games. And any time you can beat any team from the Metroplex, it's a good weekend. And the Astros had a good weekend because they got great pitching from a guy that they are going to need if they're going to be successful. I mean, he's doing his thing so far. I'm talking about Jose Arquidi. He went to four and one on the season. He pitched six and two thirds, gave up one run on six hits, had 10 strikeouts. Great afternoon for him. The Astros also got some production from Bregman. Alex Bregman, who have, has been sort of struggling here, and uh, he went one for two yesterday with two walks. But he's been, well, I think he's batting around 230, so we need to get him going. Obviously, a couple guys got off the slow starts. Other guys were hot. Actually, he got off to a great start at the beginning of the season, and then he cooled off over the last 10, 15 games. He's been uh, struggling a little bit, trying to find some answers, but I'm telling you, that dude will get it right. Also, you got to talk about Justin Verlander. Verlander had his third strike straight scoreless start zero runs in six innings versus the Rangers. And at this point he has a 1.22 ERA six and one on the season. He leads in so many major categories in the American league. This dude is looking Cy Young like again. That's after Tommy John surgery. He's an old guy. I mean, these guys are drinking from the fountain of youth. You talk about a guy like uh, Tom Brady, Justin Verlander. There's several other older guys, LeBron. He ain't that old, but he's getting there. Uh, I mean, so many guys are taking care of their bodies, they're eating right, and they're extending their careers. Verlander is, I'm telling you, he's on pace uh, to do some big things. You just want him to stay healthy. Also, Lance McCullers for the Astros did throw off a mound trying to heal from a forearm injury from last year, and that looked uh, promising, I guess. I guess his timetable is looking pretty good. But the Astros are doing their thing, and it's a good thing that they are because the AL is on fire. Even their division is tough with the Angels. Hey, the Rangers are nothing to sneeze at. They kind of handled the Rangers in the series prior to that against the Astros. But if you want to talk about the ultimate team that we'll have to deal with, probably – Not we, but the Astros will have to deal with will be the evil empire, the Yankees. And, of course, they made news over the weekend. I don't know if you had a chance to catch this, but Josh Donaldson of the Yankees had a little dust up with Tim Anderson, an African-American player from the Chicago White Sox. He plays for the White Sox. So, essentially, there was a uh, a put out at second base. Donaldson got up and said, what's up, Jackie? Referring to... you can imagine Jackie Robinson as a white player talking to an African-American player. He, he called him Jackie. And Tim Anderson was not happy about it at all. So here's a little bit of context around this. Because this is a little, uh, see, without knowing the guys, it's kind of hard to, to say for sure what it is. But essentially, in 2019, Anderson did a Sports Illustrated article where he said, I am the modern-day Jackie Robinson. Which again, that's a crazy thing for anybody to say. I mean, he's not. No one can compare themselves to Jackie Robinson, unless you're somebody like Jack Johnson. I mean, like, like who else? Who can I think of? Who's another pioneer? There's no one like Jackie Robinson and what he had to deal with. So I, I would always almost keep that name like beyond reproach. You can't compare yourself. You, you just can't compare yourself to Jackie Robinson. But he did that. He was saying he's going to change the game, bring excitement to the game. He must have skipped over the late 70s and the 80s, where there was a lot of excitement, especially from African-American players. But, okay, young fella made a mistake in the article. He said he referred to himself as the young Jackie Robinson. So, under normal circumstances, if these are two guys that get along and you want to kind of give somebody a hard time, like, yeah, are right, Jackie. What's up, Jackie? I get that. But that, I'm not going to give John Donaldson a pass because I don't know him. But from all indications, he's a a-hole. And they don't have that kind of relationship. So do you take that as a, a I mean, he obviously was needling him. Do you take that as a racist remark? Now, experience kind of tells me. And again, I'm going back to my my prior trauma. I've been in situations where someone will say some slick stuff. And then when you respond and you're ready to say, okay, well, what's up? You know what I mean? I, I understand the sly remark that you're making. What do you want to do? I understand how those things work. Where well, you can say some things, passive-aggressive kind of things, that on the surface seem uh, sort of benign, but you really have uh, some intent behind it. I don't know Donaldson like that. I'm going to go right down the middle on this one. I'm not going to commit to this. I mean, it feels like Donaldson was being racist. It really does. But maybe I'm just thinking about situations I had in the past. Nonetheless, MLB suspended Josh Donaldson for one game, and he's appealing that decision. Tim Anderson wasn't having it. So, he received it wrong. So, that tells me a lot about Donaldson's, at least his personality or their interaction with each other. He apologized if he, I mean, it was a conditional apology, whatever, whatever. And that is what it is. But you can give me your take on that, 832-941-6614. Let's talk about the NBA playoffs. Golden State, man that is such a joyful team to watch. Steph Curry and it was Andrew Wiggins who brought down the house last night with a big dunk in Dallas giving the Warriors a 3-0 lead over the Mavericks. Luka Doncic, he got his. He's going to get his. This dude is a super superstar, but I just think yeah, they don't have enough. And you know, now if Golden State, we talked about their lack of killer instinct before. If they have that killer instinct, they can get this thing over in four games. In the Eastern Conference, just a couple of hours away from tip-off of game four, that is a war of attrition. As you, A lot of guys in and out. Looks like Marcus Smart will not be playing twisted his ankle gruesome looking injury and he may not play tonight Robert Williams may return uh Tyler Hero is not going to play tonight Kyle Lowry I mean there have been guys in and out of this entire series but Miami is getting it done and I have to tell you about Boston I I go back and forth and back and forth about Boston Some nights I see them and I'm like yeah this team they, they they may win it all. They may be Golden State or Dallas, but mainly Golden State. Let's I mean, 3-0 lead. I know I wrote Dallas off the last time, but, yeah, maybe they will win it all. Boston, I'm talking about. And then you say, man, uh, you see them the next night, and you're like, man, they may not win another game in this series. So it'll be interesting to see what they can do in Boston. Now, they split in Miami, and came back, and gave the home court advantage right back to the Miami heat a Miami heat. So, I mean, just, just a lot of uh, a lot going on health wise in that series. And I'm, that's certainly going to dictate the outcome. Uh, if Marcus smart doesn't play, that's going to be an issue for them. We, I gave him a hard time about not having a basketball down the stretch, but he's the heart and soul of that team. He's the soul for sure uh, of that team. So we'll have to see how that turns out. Going to take a brief time out, come back on the other side with a We the People segment. That and a whole lot more. This is the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. Anywhere you get your podcast. For more content, go to wadeswordproductions.com.
2: Your children are the most precious gift God has given you. Their well-being is of the utmost importance, and finding childcare that exhibits the same belief is, well, non-negotiable. So, why not end your search at Brighter Brains Learning Center? Located in Stafford, Texas, Brighter Brains is a licensed, family-owned, and operated daycare that promotes an early educational foundation and provides an environment of love, safety, and quality care for children ages 6 weeks to 5 years old. For more information, call 346-328-3717. Or visit brighterbrainslearningcenter.org.
0: Time for We the People. In the We, the People segment, I turn to you guys and I get your take and I check the uh, the sports line. In addition to that, I post a question and ask you guys about situations or headlines in the world of sports. And one of the things I asked you guys about was the Nick Saban uh, situation where he went in on Texas A&M. Andy went in on Jackson State. So if you didn't catch this, this is the biggest, you know, we do shots fired with sports beefs. We talk about sports beef. This is uh, the biggest sports beef between coaches I can remember in a long, long time. Maybe going back to, I mean, I'm sure there were others, but the other high profile one I could think of was maybe Jimmy Johnson and Lou Holtz. Maybe, maybe it, it may, this is even worse than that. So essentially Saban said, the, the Texas A&M Aggies bought their whole class. And Jackson State had a guy that they gave a million dollars to to get him to go there. A, a, a quality Division I player choose to go to Jackson State, and they, they're advertising that. This is what he said about Jackson State. Anybody around the SWAT and anybody that understands the situation knows there's no way in hell Travis Hunter got a million dollars from anywhere. First of all, if you can get a million dollars, you're going to pull that into your program so you can get other Travis Hunters, not just that Travis Hunter. The other thing is you're talking about a team – With the coach making $300,000. Dion is only making $300,000. That's why he said that this was not about the money. This was a mission for him. This was something that was much more important than money. He's only making $300,000. I think the entire sports budget for the entire athletic department, I think it's $8 million. I think that's right. Then that might be a little bit high. But to think that Jackson State or, or alumni, or uh, whomever could come up with an NIL deal worth a million dollars for Travis Hunter. It's just, it's crazy. But he's, he put it out there, and it felt like, okay, you're punching down. So you punch at AM and you come to find out that there were eight five-star players that AM recruited, and uh, the Alabama Crimson Tide were in on all of those, but they chose to go to Texas A&M over Alabama. So Saban is like, hey, you paid for it. You bought the whole team. This NIL deal is really having people lose their minds. The guys on top, like a Dabo Sweeney, who's always complaining about something as it pertains to players. Now Nick Saban whining about it. And I'm telling you, Jimbo Fisher is about that life for real with Nick Saban. I mean, I, I don't know how this is going to go. But he's he's serious. This is not a game for him. This is not about recruiting. He essentially said, hey, you, y'all want to make him God? And I'm paraphrasing. You want to make him God? Well, watch how God does things. That that God, That you, this guy you call God, watch how he does things. Go talk to his former assistant coaches. They'll tell you how he does what he does. So, I mean, just strong implications that Alabama is a cheating program and they've been cheating for a long, long time. He essentially said that, well, hey, they asked him, what would you do when you see him at the SEC media day, which is coming up in a month or so? And you he said, hey, I'm not scared of confrontation. I was brought up to like confrontation. I don't have any problem with that. These guys are really going at it in a way that can get a bunch of people put on probation. I don't know if you are old enough to remember the Southwest Conference. Southwest Conference, they, they got so funky and so dirty between <laughs> these, the schools in the Southwest Conference that uh, essentially eight of the nine schools were on probation at one time. And the only school that wasn't on probation was Rice. And Rice couldn't win a game in five years. So they essentially ruined the Southwest Conference by this infighting and this sort of telling on each other. And so much so that this, this got so ugly that the SEC folks got involved and said, hey, man, y'all got to calm this down. But it's not calming down. So Saban is upset The guys are getting players that he just thinks that he is supposed to have. And to go out to Jackson State, what do you what why are you why is that even on your radar? But what you did do, Mr. Saban, when you did that, was galvanize the fan bases of all the HBCUs. So now you got people more loyal and more fervent in their support of the Southwestern Athletic Conference and of HBCU football. A couple comments on that. Daryl uh, Irvin said this. That's my boy Daryl. Darryl checked in, he says. He used the acronym CREAM. Cash rules everything around me. I remember when Jimmy Johnson was the head coach at Miami and all the star players were wearing gazelle shades, big rope necklaces, and mink coats on them sidelines. Barry Switzer's Oklahoma teams were the exact same. Those are two that stand out the most in my teenage mind. This is just a natural 2022 progression of money ruining my favorite sport, college football. That was Daryl Irvin. A lot of people were really upset about it, and you can give me your take on that, 832-941-6614. Let's check the phone lines. Let's see who uh, checked in. We haven't checked the lines on the podcast in a minute, so let's see who we
2: have. Hey, Devin, it's Melissa. I just had to call in because I just listened to uh, the You Big Dummy segment of the la- latest episode, and I have to say that I agree with your comments 1,000%. And please say it again for the people way in the back. (laughs) Have a great day. Bye.
0: Thanks, Melissa. It is always good to hear from her and any of the female callers. I know on KTSU Sports Talk, we used to get a lot of female callers. Hey, if you can call. Hey, we want to hear from the the ladies as well. We see that ladies are stepping up in front offices and all of the sports. So keep uh, chiming in with your take. Well, she's talking about me giving Brian Cashman the Lamont Award because he was a big dummy. And he sort of has a a little bit of cognitive dissonance. where he just doesn't want to connect the dots with the fact that his team was cheating, too. So, as I said in the last episode, we were not alone. I sang it, and it sounded great. So, if you haven't heard it, go back and check it out. Let's see what we have next.
2: Hey, what's up, Devin? I'm the CL calling out of Kansas City. Man, it, it took me a minute to process the Tyreek Hill trade, man. like. I don't think there's no way to be happy about it. You know, Tyreek Hill, is he's the cheetah, man. He's a cheat code. He's an X-factor, and I'm um, I mean, there's just no replacing that. You know, I, I don't think I've ever seen a receiver with that type of speed put it all together the way Tyreek Hill has. But, you know, on the same token, this isn't one of those DeAndre Hopkins for a second-round pick type of deals. You know, I think the Chiefs did what they could. You know, they got good draft compensation. They, you know, they cleared a lot of cap space. I think I read something that Ken City now has the second highest cap space in the league. You know, they got 12 draft picks coming up and a wide receiver heavy draft. You know, I think one one receiver is enough with MVS and Juju now here. But yeah, I just I I trust in Andy Reid. I think we uh, I think we reload the defense, you know, really make that a strength of the team. And I think you just, you know, try to buy committee this thing. You know, I I really like MVS. He's a speedster, too. We still got Hardman. I think we can still make make this dynasty happen, man. So hopefully, you know, we can pull one of those Stephon Diggs leaves. But you still had Justin Jefferson come in, like nothing happened, you know. So maybe we can find us a good young receiver. Um, And we still got the best tight end in the game. So And at the end of the day, it's all about 15, man.
0: Appreciate you checking in, EL. And I was going to put an APB out on EL, and somehow I hadn't gotten that message. That message was left a while ago, obviously pre-draft. But I was worried about him because we didn't hear of him or from him after the AFC championship game when they lost to the Bengals, when his Chiefs lost to the Bengals. But think about this. Now you have Reggie Brown, the ultimate Dolphins fan, who uh, is a part of the special teams unit? He gets uh, Tyreek Hill, and then you see the optimism. I mean, obviously a little bit of uh, a little sadness. You you hate to lose Tyreek Hill, but again, and then he's talking about Marquez Valdez Scantling as uh, he referred to him as MVS. Uh, but again, I think uh, that's the most intriguing team. One of the more intriguing teams. There about three or four in really intriguing teams heading into the season. You just don't know. If Kansas City, what's that loss to Cincinnati, what does that do to them? Is the mystique around Pat Mahomes gone? I think to a degree it is. So we'll have to see what happens with them. I want to see what the Bengals do. You know, when you're hunting, that's cool. But now you're going to be the hunted. Can you do that? And what about Deshaun Watson? He and his team are in the Bahamas. His offensive unit are all in the Bahamas getting that work in. And I hope they don't work too hard. Because I don't want Deshaun to need too many massages. (laughs) So that's not cool. That's not cool to joke like that. I mean, it's not. Well, I mean, it's a joke. So do with it what you will. But you know what I saw some of, and I don't like that, uh, some Deshaun hate. Deshaun was lied to by this organization. He was let down by this organization. And ultimately, he wanted out. No need to hate on him for that. He, you know, he didn't wrong the city of Houston. I mean, I know some fans are just like that. They're going to just do that. But that's not cool. In this situation it's really not cool because, I mean, obviously he has these other allegations, and that's a different thing. But to just hate on him because he wanted out, I just think that that's misguided. So, anyway, with that, thanks, EL. We certainly appreciate that. Want to hear more from you. And, again, the draft was good for the Chiefs, so all is good. And I'm sure he's more optimistic than he was at the time of the phone call. But when we come back, we we'll still have that conversation with Daniel Ewing. And we have
2: a Lamont Award.
0: This is the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. Anyway.
2: Using faith, knowledge, and technology to guide clients through the process of achieving their real estate goals. Be it buying, selling, or investing in real estate, contact Kofi at 832-757-7950. That's 832-757-7950. Co-bank Homes through Keller Williams. <coughs>
0: The putu
1: got to see them looking at you. i some wishing they can have you. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to do bitch for you scratching them. I'm trying to hide what I feel. I'm trying come with the
0: red. Welcome back. Music from our resident DJ, DJ Anarchy, doing his thing. He has an event coming up, and I'm going to tell you all about it. On the next podcast, I don't have the information in front of me, but I definitely want to get that out to you. DJ Anarchy, check him out on SoundCloud and on Instagram. He's, uh, he's that dude, so you definitely want to check him out. But if you have music, if you're a, a DJ or a fledgling artist or no one, and you want your music heard on the podcast, just email us, music at wadeswordproductions.com. That's music at wadeswordproductions.com. The genre doesn't matter. We just want to hear from you. We'll play a snippet at the halfway point and an entire track on the extended portion of a mix at the end of the episode. So do that. Check that out. I also wanted to touch on a couple of things. I want you guys to give me a call on the NIL stuff, the name, image, likeness. There are rumblings that this could happen on the high school level in the state of Texas. Give me your thoughts. What's good about it? What's bad about it? 832-941-6614. Uh, before we get to our conversation with Daniel Ewing, I had a chance to see Texas Southern Baseball at McGregor Park, and i tell you what, it was hot out there. And it's not even summertime. It was warm out there, but it was great baseball. Tigers feel short, but the swag baseball tournament is coming up this week. So you definitely are going to want to check that out. Also, Naomi Osaka out after the opening round of the French Open. She's out. I don't know what to make of, I mean, obviously she doesn't play well on clay. She's a hard court player. That's where she's had most of her success, but I just don't know what's going on with her. Let's shift gears. Let's talk some basketball with our guy from the special teams unit, Daniel Ewing. And again, I had this conversation a few days ago, but there's some really good stuff in there. And I wanted to continue to share uh, this conversation because the basic premise of some of the things that most of the things that he's talking about it, are still there these series have kind of gotten a couple more games under their belts uh, in the eastern conference and the western conference finals but uh, all the uh, other basketball information is tremendously interesting so here's our conversation with daniel ewing <laughs> Back again from our special teams unit, the guy that we refer to for our expertise in the world of basketball, Daniel Ewing, is back aboard. How are you this
1: afternoon? I'm good. I'm good, man. Always good to be on with you.
0: Well, hey, you've been doing some interesting things. Tell us a little bit about what
1: you've been up to. Oh, man, I'm uh, actually participating in what they call the NBA Assistant Coaches Program. Just got back from the combine where I was uh, actually, I was participating at the G League Elite Camp. So I saw did that for the last few days, man, up there coaching, coaching those guys, some of the guys that uh that was participating in that and uh, having a chance to do that, be seen, uh get my feet wet, get some more reps at, you know, trying to figure out the coaching thing and also just being around the very brass and, and and being having a chance to network.
0: Yeah, well, i tell you what, you learn from uh, from a legend in uh, Coach K. Uh, talk a little bit about, I mean, I didn't know that you were heading in that direction. I know you sort of thought more media stuff, and you kind of been trying to figure it out, and now you, it looks like you're leaning in a different direction. You, you think you want to live that NBA lifestyle as an assistant coach?
1: Uh, I mean, I'm still trying to figure it out. It's nothing uh, I haven't you know decided fully, uh, like I said, just. Uh, you never know if you like something or if you if you think you're good at something until you you know till, till you try it out. So I'm trying it out. And like I said, getting my feet wet, getting some reps in. It's it's been good. The experiences and the events I've been able to do uh, has been good. So uh, like I said, I'm still trying to figure it out.
0: What what do you like most about your even your limited experience? What did you like the most about your time in Chicago?
1: I mean, just meeting some of the because we got a chance to coach uh, one of the teams, and so just being around some and the teams was also consisted of uh, some head coaches from the NBA G League. So just being around some of those guys, you know, getting to talk and getting some gems from them, getting some advice and, and kind of just the fellowship. And like I said, having a chance to network with some of the front office uh, NBA personnel that's, that's there all week, that's been there. And that was one of the biggest things. But also, you know, getting a chance to meet some of the younger the younger guys that's that's looking forward to trying to be the next NBA NBA draft player, you know, NBA player. So getting, getting to connect and Talk to some of those guys was was uh, one of the high points as well.
0: No, I know you can't. Maybe you can't say much. Maybe you can I don't know. Did anybody stand out to you? Anybody that you that sort of wasn't on your radar and you saw them up close and said, oh, wait a minute, we might have something here.
1: I wouldn't say that he wasn't on my radar, but he stood out to me, and not even from a biased standpoint, but, you know, t- a Texas native kid, Kenny Lofton Jr. from Port off the Texas kid that goes to Louisiana Tech. Uh, he had a big he had a big time, some big time games uh, over the two days that we played. He actually was on my team, so I got a chance to coach him. He, he stood out to me. I, and I knew the kid could play before, you know, having a chance to coach him and just seeing him in high school, seeing him in college, what he was doing these past two years. But he was one of the guys who really stood out in the two days that they played.
0: Yeah, uh, so uh, I wanted to get you on to talk a little bit about the NBA playoffs. Let's talk about it. I mean, we're hours away from tip-off of Game 2 of the Eastern Conference Finals. Let's talk a little bit about can, can Boston get back in this series if Marcus Smart is out for a prolonged period? Obviously, uh, Horford, uh, another guy, he's in uh, protocol, safety protocol. Can they win a game on the road in Miami uh, with those guys out, and can
1: they make a series of this? I think they could win a game without those guys. Now, can they win the series without them? I I doubt very seriously they can actually go ahead and and win uh, a seven-game series without Horford or Smart for prolonged periods of time. Uh, But, like, the first game, I mean, they was in the game. They was playing well for the most part in the first half, and then they just had that big meltdown in the third quarter. So it's not like they can't win the game without those guys. I mean, they have they still have a really good team and two very talented offensive guys who also are good on the defensive end, and, and Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. So they just have to definitely take care of the ball on the road. And uh, I think they'll play better tonight, whether smarter in the lineup or not. I think they'll play better tonight, and then we'll see. We'll see what ju- adjustments they make tonight, and, and, and then you have a, you'll have have a better measuring stick of, of how the series really might go.
0: Give me an explanation of Miami. Because Miami, of course, the one seed, they've been winning all year, but see, it seems like nobody is on them. Like nobody – they sort of we, – we talked about Philly. We talked about Boston. We talked about Milwaukee. We talked about all of these other teams, and yet they keep doing their thing. Why – Aren't more people really on board? Why is this not a more likable team or a team that's more in the limelight? What makes them so special?
1: I think just their culture, for one, and the mentality that they they play with regardless of who's on the court. And they have a bunch of, like, plug-in guys that no matter you – know, like I said, you, you take one guy out, you plug another guy in, and it just seems like all those guys are, like, not household names for the most part. Like, Jimmy Butler is a really, really good player. But when you're talking about some of the best in the NBA, his name doesn't come to mind right off the top. You know what I'm saying? He's not going to be up there with him, but he's a dog. Like he's one of the guys that you have to talk about, especially in the playoffs. But when we talk talking about some of the best players in the NBA, we're not going to mention Jimmy Butler right off the top. So they have a whole bunch of guys like that. Like guys go out and they just plug in another guy, and that guy steps up and plays well, and, and, and they don't miss a beat.
0: So they really are the epitome of what it means to be a quality team. Obviously, they need Butler, they need Adebayo, they need Tyler Hero. They need some guys to step up, but you also got P.J. Tucker and Oladipo. And he's healthy again. In your mind, does this look like what a
1: true team look, should look like? Uh, I think so. Like I said, I mean, regardless of who's on the court, they have guys that's, that's stepping up and filling those holes and helping the team get it done. Uh, like You have the guy, the kid, Struess, and the other guard who who's stepping in for Kyle Lowry. Like, yeah, you you forget that they even got Duncan Robinson on the team because these other guys have come in and, and played well and, and taken his minutes. And then we forget about Ola back and he's healthy. and he's had not this series just now, but in the in the last series, he had his moments where he come in, he when he came in and, and gave him a boost and played really well. So and they have a bunch of guys over there that, that play their roles really well and step in and, and play big when they need them the most.
0: I to switch gears and talk about the Western Conference Final. First of all, it's not the matchup that I anticipated. I think like a lot of people, I wrote off the, the Dallas Mavericks and then Game 7 on the road. I just thought Chris Paul and a team that went to the NBA Finals last year would get it done. What was that in Game 7 from Phoenix?
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think nobody expected it to go like that. But I think after watching the series game by game, I think more people understood, all right, man, Dallas, Luka and Dallas are good enough to actually push this to seven. And I think most people thought, you know, all right, if if Chris Paul would get it together and if Devin Booker is healthy and out there, you know, that the Suns should have, you know, have the greater chance to win. But, yeah, I I think that the way that game ended and how it turned out, no one thought it would be that lopsided, especially on the end. But, yeah, I mean, Chris Paul, after game two, he just, I mean, he, you know, he wasn't the same type of player for whatever reason. He didn't play well.
0: Do you think it was age? Do you
1: think it was some unspoken injury? I mean, what what was it in your opinion? I mean, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. If I had to say anything, maybe them having to fight and claw and getting pushed the way they did in the round with uh, New Orleans, I think that had a. I think that took a toll on, on the whole team, and especially a guy like Chris Park cause he had to carry low because you know because Booker went out and as it you know. Right. He, he had to carry that load to get them guys over that hump. So, yeah, I think that kind of took a lot out of him. Uh, just me personally, if I'm evaluating it, I don't want to speculate that, you know what I'm saying? Whatever it is internally, that like, he got out there and played. So, it's, you know, I mean, if you're out there, it counts. Yeah. If you're out there, then there's no, you know, oh, man, no reason to come out two weeks later and be like, oh, yeah, he was playing with this and that. Like, all right, he was out there, man. Like, the first two games, he we were still talking about how you know how great he was looking coming off the way the way he played in the first series. So So yeah. I
0: tweeted this and I want to get your take on it. From this era of basketball, there going to be three guys, three all-timers, you know, like really great generational players that will not have an NBA title. And I'm talking about Harden, Westbrook, and Chris Paul. I don't think any of the three Will win an NBA championship. Do you think any of those three will win an NBA championship? And if not,
1: what went wrong with that? Those super talented players. Uh, I mean, I mean, in the history of our game, not all the talented players get a chance to win a championship. Yeah, but you know? disproportionately, basketball, like the greats, uh, you know,
0: the top seventy-five is probably only a handful of guys who didn't win an NBA title. It's different in football because obviously it's a, you know, 52 man roster and you're talking about 22 starters, you know, so many other th- variables there, but for the most part, most of the greatest players that ever played this game or the greatest players of the era uh, have won titles. So, you know, so it's a little bit disproportionate.
1: Do you see any of those three getting a title? I mean, I don't, I think, uh, you know, it- but Chris Paul being in the West, that conference, both conferences are getting tougher and tougher every year and getting better. Uh, but especially the West. I mean, you know, you you got teams like Memphis coming along. You got uh, Dallas. We, Dallas has shown that, you know, they got a guy who can one person basically can carry them to a certain level. Uh, just imagine if they really got a second, you know, a second tier all star type player on that team that produces at a high level. You know how, how much better they would be. Uh, you got Denver. Who people forget like
0: murray coming yeah big.
1: yeah Dem- denver's not even healthy and you know porter. and you have Murray and porter that's going to make that team better next season so yeah man like you got new orleans with you know what they might look like with zion and brandon ingram and you know and cj mccullum if that if they're healthy like so i mean it's tough man like it's not always in your car for you to to win it all granted like you, you got guys like stockton and malone barkley patrick ewing like it's it's a handful of guys who, who you know. Each who,
0: era who, that won't get it.
1: Get it right. That, it, won't, that won't win a championship. Yeah, yeah, I remember
0: Bob Lanier was a guy that they used to talk about as a guy that should have won, you know, was capable of winning a title and just never got it in that era because of so many other great teams. So you, let me ask you about Harden. I mean, what what, what happened to Harden? Is, is he trying to change his style of play? Is he fading? Is it rule changes that are affecting him? He's not getting the calls that he used to get. Has he lost a step? What do you think is going on with James Harden?
1: I think it's a a combination of a a couple of things. Not sure if he's 100% healthy, one. Uh, He's not in the the greatest of shape, two, which might be because of the health, issue, the hamstring, and whatever else might be going on. Three, he's going to have to change his style of play because from here on out, he's not going to be the sole franchise player on whatever team he goes to not if he's on a winning team or, or playoff championship contending team he's not going to be the go-to you know what i'm saying he's not going to be the number one option he's going to have to change his style of play and yeah i mean i think we'll be able to make a, a better conclusion about where where he's at in his career next year you know when he starts wherever he start he's up for some big time money he's so you up give for it to him? it's hard man If I'm a a GM, honestly, like I would probably get fired. If I'm a GM, I can't give you the Supermax. I can't give you whatever, five years. I can't give you five years for 270 or whatever it may be. I cannot. That just don't make sense. You know, just based on what I'm seeing, you know, that don't make sense. Now, do I pay you and try to keep you? Most likely, yeah. I mean, I have to have to do that but i can't give you the (laughs) superman
0: yeah and speaking of like critics patrick beverly uh, made an appearance on espn recently and stirred up some stuff he he was talked about he he was trending on twitter (laughs) what do you think about him and some of the stuff that he said on espn
1: uh i mean patrick beverly uh you know like i said for me i think some i think it was 50 50 some of the stuff he said was you know was factual and and realistic, and then some of the stuff was, you know, him being a personality and and giving ESPN and TV ratings what they want.
0: So let me ask you, but before we get back into the Western Conference Finals, because I haven't forgotten, I do want to talk about that series a little bit. I Want to ask you a little bit about Sean Marks, uh, the GM for the Brooklyn Nets, basically saying, "Hey, yeah, we, we want we want people that are gonna be available." We want people who are who thinking about more than just themselves, and I'm paraphrasing, but that's about what he said. And it it was a it was like a direct shot at Kyrie. What do you think about that whole situation in in Brooklyn?
1: They have that's a big time problem issue that they got to deal with as well. Kyrie's up for some money also, but then that might not just be about Kyrie though. That could be, and probably majority of that statement was you know directed towards Kyrie, but that could be. Sublimely for Ben Simmons as well. <laughs> well, I he mean, did have back surgery. So but. yeah, but if you but if you think about it, like you know what I'm saying? Like, like they had this timeline of when he was supposed to come back, stuff kept happening. He kept saying, you know, he was like, so that could be sublimely for him as well. I'm pretty sure the front office out there is very frustrated with what they have going on.
0: Yeah, cuz it's hard to again make a, a long-term financial commitment. I know for sure he can opt in, but it's hard to make a long-term commitment to a guy that you assembled this team, you know, by getting Durant to leave Golden State and getting Harden to kick and scream to get out of Houston, and then you wouldn't you're not there. You wouldn't take the shot. I mean, you know, I just just other things, just missing games for, for whatever. I mean, I just don't get that guy, man. It's it's will be tough for me. You talk about not paying Harden. I certainly wouldn't pay Kyrie because we paid you. We've done all of this paying. I'm sure the luxury tax or whatever, and we can't get out the first round. (laughs) You
1: know. No, I mean, I, I agree with you, man. Like, like I said, it's it's a couple, it's a tough situation to be in if you're a GM, man, because you, know, you look at it, like you said, like, man, like you're, you're a super talented player. We all understand that and respect that. But I don't know if I can count on you to be here for 82 games, you know, but you want me to pay, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a tough one, man. It's a tough one. So it'd be interesting to see how both of these, this summer go for both of those guys you know how how, how long they, cuz they're going to get paid but you know how long is the deal worth and how much you know how much they actually get out of
0: See, I said this last time on the last podcast that there are three guys in the NBA that's that's effing it up for everybody. And I'm talking about John, the John Wall situation in Houston, which, again, that's not all, all on him. That's mostly on the franchise. You have Kyrie, Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is, is another one. And, and really kind of Zion disappearing, sort of messing it up for everybody, getting paid all of this money and not just not being available. Do you see the collective bargaining agreement being altered? Do you see the owners coming back saying, hold on, we got to fix some of this about, you know, these guys getting money and not showing up.
1: Uh, I mean, maybe they maybe try to do tweak it a little bit. I don't think it'll be an issue to where it'll cause a lockout of, you know what I'm saying, or look like it's going towards that type of situation. But they might try to look at that. But it's only a handful of guys, if that, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, it's maybe three or four guys that you can look at and say, hey, man, like, but like Zion is more so like he just hasn't been healthy.
0: Yeah, but he him not being around a the team, they didn't really know what was going on. Nobody ever said what what caused the injury. <laughs> you know, like there, yeah, a lot would, of question marks there.
1: I would be more concerned, like I said, like with like a Ben Simmons situation where, you know, here you are, you're paying this guy all this money and he mentally he tapped out and said he didn't want to be there and all this, uh, you know, and then he finally get traded and he got his all, all this other stuff going on like Kyrie definitely has a situation where you got to be leery of like man like is this guy really focused on basketball and wants you know he's gonna is he gonna be available or is some like political or you know right. outside event is gonna interrupt every year and he's gonna take you know what I'm saying so it's I like I said in those type of situations yeah I would be leery but I don't think it's enough, guy. I think for the most part, especially the superstars, most guys are dressing out and playing and available. You know, when ninety-five percent of the time.
0: Right. So before we let you get out of here, I want to ask you about the Western Conference Final? Obviously, Golden State just. And again, I'm gonna do what I did last series and sort of write Dallas off. Uh, maybe that's foolish on my part. I just think if Golden State don't turn over, if they don't turn over the basketball. It's hard for anybody to beat them. They seem to beat themselves, just not taking care of the basketball. But beyond that, I just think, man, this is a tough, tough team to beat. Can them Dallas uh, get back into the series?
1: I believe so. I believe so. Uh, like I said, I, I think uh, Luca's a really, a really, really. He's a he's one of the top ten players in the league right now. So he won't. They'll make adjustments as a team, and he he'll make adjustments individually. If you think about it, he has some. Some bad turnovers. But as a team, they didn't turn the ball over a whole lot the other night. It was him mostly, right? He had majority of, I think they only had 13 turnovers. He had seven of them. On top of that, they didn't shoot the ball well, right? And not that I mean Golden State played pretty good defense, but also in the first half, a lot of those shots that they was missing was good looks for all the guys out there. You know what I'm saying? So if they, if they make shots, which you know they'll they'll make like I said, they'll make adjustments. If they're making shots, and that's a whole totally different game.
0: So uh, uh, the final four, who do you think? Who's your favorite at this point? I mean, we we have a game each in each conference under our belt. Uh, moving forward of uh, uh, these final four, who do you favor?
1: I mean, I'm gonna go with Golden State winning the winning that series against Dallas, just because you know they are championship pedigree. They are the more experienced team, and I think they're the better team. I just I I still think it'll be. I think Dallas can make this a series still. And with honestly, with Boston and Miami, it's a toss up. I mean, if 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 Al Horford and and, and Marcus Smart are available, it's a smart plays tonight. And then if how Al Horford can be available for games three and four, uh, I think that's a seven game series, and it could go either way.
0: And finally, the draft lottery was held this week. Rockets have the third overall pick. Is it going to be a Duke Blue Devil in that spot, Benchero? Um, Paolo uh, Banchero, will he
1: be the third pick? I mean, he will he go one or two? You know what? I think the Rockets they would love to have had the first pick to be able to get the the guy that they want the most or they feel like they need the most. I think they're in a great the great spot because they can go they can't go wrong with either three. Honestly, uh, I think either three fits what they need,
0: and the other two being the kid from um, the from Gonzaga,
1: Shed Hunger and then uh, Jabari Smith. Who do you like out of the three to go number one? Based on who got the pick and the personnel, I think I think Smith goes number one. And then Smith, number two. I think, I think Smith goes number one. Smith or Manchero goes number one. I don't think Shet goes number one based on what Orlando already has. Okay. Yeah, I don't think Shet goes number one just based on what Orlando already has. And so the number two pick, you think who is I, I think if Shet is there at number two, I, the, the Oklahoma City definitely that's who they want. And then that would leave the Rockets either Jabari Smith or uh, banchero right? And, and who do you like better for the Rockets? Honestly, I haven't seen a lot of Jabari Smith, but uh, I mean, everybody everybody raves about him, so I'm pretty sure he's really he's really good, and he's gonna be as good as advertised. I like, and not even being biased, but I I like Manchero. Uh, I think he's gonna be a, a you know I think he's gonna be one of those guys who who games open up opens up a lot more at the NBA level.
0: Hey, well, we certainly appreciate it. How can folks reach you on social media?
1: Uh, you can reach me on IG and uh, Twitter at Mr. Daniel Ewing. That's M-R and my name, Daniel Ewing. Mostly I'm on, I'm on Instagram, but, you know, I, I chime in a little bit on Twitter.
0: Well, we certainly appreciate the time. And, uh, hey, man, we look forward to visiting with you again just uh, uh, around the NBA Finals. Maybe if we get a, a games uh, six and seven in these uh, conference finals, we'll, we'll have to catch up with you sooner rather than later.
1: Oh, man, you know, I'm always down for it, so it's cool with me. To have your comments
0: heard, call 832-941-6614. want to thank Daniel Ewing, as always. Always enjoy those conversations. Looking forward to talking to him very soon about the NBA Finals. So, going to get into, you know what... But first, I want to say thank you to all the folks who made contributions on the Friday Express and on KTSU for our spring Membership Campaign. I want to thank you guys for that. And it's been a really, really big deal. Had an opportunity to set some folks up with a Reggie Jackson autograph baseball and Earl Campbell autographed jersey. It was great. And I'm going to do something like that to raise funds for this program and uh, look out for that. Because we need your help and your support. So with that, it's time for
2: the Lamont Award.
0: I don't want to wish you no bad luck, but I hope your ship sinks. With no lifeboats and no life preserver and a school of piranhas surrounding you, you big dummy. The Lamont Award goes to the player team entity, someone in or around the world of sports that we deem to be the big dummy. Now, some Lamont Awards are just hot and fresh off the presses. We got to get to them right away. And some Lamont awards are timeless. This one did not happen recently, but I came across this and I wanted to share this with you guys. Now we know with the cell phone culture, People go crazy about these cell phones. People will dive into water. They'll risk their lives for their phones. They'll do all sorts of things. They will, I mean, if they don't have their phones, people, some people go crazy, especially if you're under like 15. I mean, you just lose your mind or between under really 21 for that matter. Lose your mind. If you don't have your phone. Well, Marvin Jones is a guy who apparently is one of those people because he had to have his phone on his person at all time. And, and he must've been expecting a very important phone call because uh, he kept his cell phone with him at work. Problem is his work was the boxing ring. He stuffed the cell phone in his trunks and seconds into his, uh, the first round of his uh, bout, his phone fell out his phone. Fe- th- so again, you are getting ready to fight, to punch, and, and and hurt and wound and injure another human being for sport, which again I love boxing, but it's a serious thing. You don't play at boxing. It's fighting. It's it's not you don't play boxing. And Marvin Jones went into the ring with his cell phone and it fell out. The official didn't know what to do, gave it to him and I guess he gave it to his, his corner or whatever. But soon thereafter, not only was he an idiot for having a phone in the ring, which was dangerous on so many levels but beyond that it's just silly why would you do that why would you do that he got knocked out a few rounds later and he went to two and five on his career now again that happened some time ago but i just found that so marvin jones wherever you are whatever you are doing in life now we like you buddy i don't know if we like you or not but you are a big dummy you big dummy (laughs) (laughs) now don't go and and call him and tell him that because he may be sparring or something and we don't need him to have his phone on him so with that before i let go
1: before i let go
0: before i let go want to thank daniel ewing want to thank you guys want to thank el want to thank melissa for chiming in dj anarchy cobank holmes of course brighter brains Please give us a call, 832-941-6614. And, of course, join us on Facebook. The website will be up. I promise you, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Please bear with me. That's coming up, waysworthproductions.com. Also, Facebook, Sports Talk with Devin Wade Page and Group. What else? There's so much more. Apologize for taking so long. Thank you for hanging with me. And if you can't remember anything that I said, please remember these four
1: things. Number one, I don't do no favors after six o'clock in the evening. Two, I ain't got no money. Three, I'm not harboring any fugitives from justice. And four, bye.
0: This has been the Sports Talks with Devin Wade podcast. Remember, you can follow him on Twitter at Wades Word. Thank you for listening.